0: Hello beautiful souls and welcome back to your therapy tools. Today's episode is focusing on more of the boundary talk. Uh, Boundaries are so important in our life. They protect us from toxic people. They protect our self-worth and self-esteem. They protect our peace of mind and our sanity. And with boundaries, we can prevent a whole lot of drama And we can ensure that our self-care is on point and our needs are being met. And also that we are validating ourselves instead of seeking outside validation. So earlier in the podcast, um, there is an episode that talks about the 180 method. And um, I don't have the original author of the 180 method in front of me. However, I do have the list of the do's and don'ts in the 180 method. So in toxic relationships, we often have codependent traits. We often um, work really hard to try to fix the relationship uh, in spite of it being one-sided. So when it's one-sided and you are busting your ass trying to fix this relationship you're on youtube looking up videos self-help videos you're you're reading articles on relationship repair and healing you're praying you're crying at night you're hoping wishing and dreaming you're you're doing everything you can possibly think of to try and make this person happy with you, to try to gain their approval, to try to gain their love. And in the end, you're left exhausted, frustrated, and feeling worthless. It, it really hits your self-esteem below the belt, you know, and it takes time to recover from that. Uh, one of the first steps is to create some boundaries and learn to say no. So today is a refresher course if you've already listened to the previous episodes that talk about these things, this is a refresher course for anybody who might need it. Um, so let's let's dive into boundaries. In the 180 Method, they talk about the do's and don'ts. So normally what you would do in a toxic relationship when you are suffering with this... Um, unhealthy attachment this need to fix the relationship your trauma bonded to this person and you're driving yourself crazy trying to understand how to make it work when it's not working and you may call and text them often uh, you may be constantly trying to catch them being good, you know, like the positive parenting tools. You're, you're trying to point out their good points, their good traits, the good things about your relationship. You follow them around the house and talk to them, even though they ignore you. Um, you try to encourage and initiate talking about the future together. Um, You may ask their family members or friends to help you, to help them. And oftentimes that really backfires because the toxic person in your life, they're not going to show anybody outside of your home, outside of your space. They're not going to show any of those people their true face. They convince everybody else that they are this loving, doting, charming, fantastic person. The, the friends and family have more of a superficial relationship with the toxic people. You have a close relationship with them, and you see them for who they truly are. So when you reach out to family and friends and you say, you know, a a b and C has been happening, and I, I, want, I want you to talk to your son, or could you please talk to your brother, or any of that those people are going to look at you and think you're a little bit crazy. It makes you look crazy. So don't do that. Don't reach out. Don't ask family members or or friends or even their exes. Don't engage in discussions on what's going on in your relationship and can they help you? Because you're just going to make yourself look crazy. You'll be minimized and gaslighted more and you'll be stuck in your isolation with more frustration. Uh, you may follow the person around asking for reassurances. Do I look nice? Do you love me? Did you miss me? Don't do not do that anymore. <laughs> Stop. So I'm, I'm just going to go down this list because uh, there's a lot of things that you may be doing right now that are not helping you in any way. So now the whole list is don't. Don't pursue reason. Chase, beg, plead, or implore. Don't try to figure out why this is happening in your relationship. Don't try to figure out how it came to this. Just accept the fact that that's how it is now and and you don't deserve it. Don't chase the person. Don't beg them for love. Don't beg them for sex. Don't beg for their attention. Leave it. Walk away from it. Find things that you can do for yourself. Make a list of self-care actions that you can take. Give yourself a whole ton- a whole bunch of alternative actions that you can do instead of chasing, begging, or pleading with this person stop all the phone calls and text messages just stop I know at this point it's probably become a habit and it's gonna be a hard habit to break but you can do it you're tough you're strong you have to be tough and strong to be in a relationship with somebody who's kind of on the toxic spectrum right so use that strength to stop yourself use use it for self-discipline stop calling and texting them especially if they never return your text message or or never even read your text messages Uh, you you might send them a text while they're at work and when they get home you'll say you'll ask them something about the text you sent and they'll say oh I didn't I didn't see it when uh, you know you know that they see everybody else's text messages and respond to them, why not you? That's torment. You're you're torturing yourself. And things are not going to change. They're not going to suddenly start responding to all your text messages. So, stop texting, stop calling. Just mirror back the level of ignoring behaviors. If they ignore all your text messages, don't send them anymore. Don't don't show up where you're not wanted. Stop it. Stop pointing out the good points in the relationship. Stop pointing out their, their good traits. That is what is keeping your hope alive. That is what is keeping you pleading, chasing, and begging. That is why you continue to send text messages and try to call. Because you keep thinking about, well... In spite of all of this garbage that's being thrown on me every day, there's some good there. You can polish a turd, but it's not going to make it a bar of gold. And the, and the old phrase, putting lipstick on a pig. I think pigs are cute, but <laughs> I know what the phrase means. You're putting lipstick on a pig. You're trying to make something beautiful out of something that's, that's a pig. Stop it. Stop pointing out all the good. Don't follow them around the house and try to talk to them anymore. Just stop. They they don't care what you have to say and you've been walking around feeling unheard and invisible and again, don't go where you're not wanted. Stop following them around the house. Entertain yourself another way. Find another way to spend your time that's more valuable and that is something lifting for you. Not heartbreaking. Stop following them around the house. Don't encourage or initiate discussions about the future anymore. A lot of times toxic people engage in future faking. Maybe they promise that in two years you're going to get married or maybe they promise that five years from now you'll be living in a beach house. Whatever it is. Maybe in, in six months I'll stop drinking. Whatever it is Don't encourage it. Don't initiate it. Just stop talking about the future with this person because chances are history will repeat itself and you'll still be in the same toxic relationship in six months, one year, five years if you stay with this person. So don't even bother talking about the future anymore. Don't ask for help from the family members or the exes or their friends stay away from their flying monkeys you're not going to get anywhere there (coughs) don't ask for reassurances you reassure yourself you look in the mirror and say i am beautiful i am gorgeous i'm a handsome fellow whatever it is you look in the mirror and you compliment and reassure yourself that you are enough you are enough don't buy or give gifts to any of them anymore. The toxic people in your lives. Stop doing it. They don't appreciate it. They don't care. They don't They don't feel the love behind it. And oftentimes they'll criticize the gift to other people. Like that's a cheap ass watch that she gave me. Or you know whatever. They, do, they don't understand the love behind it. And they don't appreciate it. It just makes them more entitled. So you're killing yourself trying to buy them gifts. And especially if they have kids or or other family members, they will uh, start to pursue you for buying gifts for everybody. And come on, that's not your job. Stop it. Especially when they don't buy you gifts. And you're showering them with gifts. And when a holiday or your birthday comes around you feel like you've been forgotten and it's not so much the gift that matters it's the thought like you're not thought of you you're invisible so stop giving stop giving what you don't have to give and stop giving what will not be reciprocated in any way on any level Stop scheduling dates together. If they want to have date night with you, they can schedule that themselves. If you're always scheduling dates, hey, let's meet for coffee with your friends, your toxic friends. Or, hey, let's go have date night together without anybody else around, just you and me with your toxic partner. And um, you're always making, you're always taking the initiative And it's exhausting. And you feel like you're not important enough to them for them to ever be spontaneous or take the initiative for you. If you're feeling that way, stop it. Don't continue saying, I love you. Because if you really think about it, he or she is, at this particular moment, probably not very lovable. If you're in a relationship with a toxic person and you haven't heard the words, I love you, in a very long time. And they're not showing the behaviors that say, I love you, for a very long time. Why would you continue to tell them that you love them? Stop it. Do more than act like you're moving on with your life. You need to actually start moving on with your life. You need to actually start thinking about moving out if you don't live together, you need to start thinking about putting more distance between you and the toxic person. Do more than think about it. Do more than act like it. Start to actually move on. Do more things for you. Enroll in that class you always wanted to take. Travel to that city you always wanted to see. Start, you do you. Basically, you do you. Forget about including them. Do you. Plan your future without them. Start working on it. Be cheerful and strong and outgoing and independent. You can turn your attention away from the toxicity without having to be a bitch, without having to be rude. You can still be happy. You can still be strong. You can make, make it very classy, very classy, very cool. You don't have to be mean or nasty about it. Just turn your attention away from the toxicity and bask in the glory of joy. It's totally okay and you're worth it and you deserve it. Don't sit around waiting for your toxic person. You need to get busy. You need to do things. Go out with your friends. Enjoy old hobbies. Find new hobbies. Stay busy. Keep yourself occupied. You don't want to revert back to the habit of following them around the house or trying to get their attention. It's so easy to do when you live together. You need to get your ass out of that house and away from them and do your thing. Do you. When you're home with the toxic person, if you normally start the conversations, be very scarce or short on your words. And no matter how much you want to, don't push any issues. Remember, you can't change other people and they don't care if you're if you're pointing out certain issues or trying to talk about this or that. This bothers me, that bothers me. Why do you always do that? They don't care. They don't care, so don't bother. Just use this, use few fewer words. Do the gray rock thing. Be boring. Don't don't encourage a conversation. Just be boring, and you'll find that when you do that, there will be you know if you're both off on the weekends, there will be weekends where hardly a word is spoken if you be quiet, and you'll notice it. It might be, uh, what should we have for dinner? or uh, I should do a load of laundry. It'll be something so quiet, no conversation. So um, it's kind of peaceful, actually. So (laughs) don't bother trying to start conversations because that just continues the bond, the trauma bonding, and that gives them the opportunity to hold out some of those dangling carrots or, or the bread crumbing thing where they give you a little bit of hope where they give you a little burst of a love bomb uh, because they have an event coming up they want you to pay for or, you know, who knows what it is. Don't let yourself get caught up in that. Just be scarce with conversation. And if you're in the habit of asking them where they are, tracking them on GPS, uh, all of that kind of stuff, stop it, stop it, stop it. Who cares where they are? Turn off your tracker. Stop being so concerned with where they are who they're with and what they're doing if you feel the need to play detective you already know your answer and you already know this person's toxic so stop worrying about where they are and what they're doing it doesn't matter what matters is what you're doing what are you doing to increase your self-care what are you doing to lift yourself up what are you doing to know and understand and observe your own value. What are you doing? Shift that around. Not what they're doing. Who cares? What are you doing? If your toxic partner needs to believe that you are basically woke to the fact that they are serious concerning their thoughts to the future or lack thereof of your relationship you're moving on without them Um, that's, that's a step that shows that you are moving on without them if they need to believe that you have woken up to the fact that they are serious concerning their assertions about your future or lack thereof of that relationship then you're moving on with your life without them So let's see. Don't be nasty, angry, or even cold. Just pull yourself back. Be classy. Don't be so available. Your toxic person will notice. And more important, he or she will notice that you're missing for the first time. Um, and when they notice that, just tell yourself, oh, well, oh, well, of course, of course you're missing me. Uh, I'm amazing, and I've pulled back my talent, my resources, my love, my energy, and yeah, they'll feel it. They'll feel it. Um, No matter what you're feeling today, you should only show your toxic person happiness and contentment. Make yourself be somebody they would want to be around. Don't be moody, needy, or pathetic. Be self-assured and secure knowing that you have value. So it's kind of like that, that song, uh, Hide Your Crazy and Act Like a Lady by Miranda Lambert. Um, My Mama's Broken Heart is the song. It's kind of like that concept, you know? Straighten yourself up, get dressed, look nice, feel nice. Dress up like you're going out on a date. If you're a woman and you wear makeup put on your makeup beautifully dress beautifully put a smile on your face that's that's the most beautiful makeup you can wear put a smile on your face and a sparkle in your eye think about all the good things in your life and all the great qualities that you have and you do you take care of you glow up Men, same thing. Get your hair cut, put on your nice clothes, shave your face or groom your beard, whichever the case. Put on your favorite cologne. Think about how amazing and strong and everything that you are, all of your talents, and glow up. Glow up. Don't ever ever let them see you slumped over suffering wearing gray sweats and crying your eyes out haven't showered for two days because you're so sad and broken over them don't ever let them see that they would love it oh they would bask in the joy of control that they could do that to you so i don't care how terrible you're feeling You get up and do the opposite. This is the 180 method, right? You get up and you do the opposite. You get up and clean yourself up. Put a crest white strip on your teeth. Take a nice shower. Put on some nice clothes. Put on some happy meditations and and chill with that. Go hang out with people who are uplifting. You do you and you be happy. Don't you let somebody tear you up. All questions about the marriage or relationship should be put on hold until the toxic person wants to talk about it which may be a long time from now or it could be never do not ever initiate any conversation in regards to questions about the marriage don't even talk about the marriage act like it doesn't exist anymore because likely you were super focused on the marriage or the relationship prior right super focused like we need to save our marriage we need to save our relationship i need you to meet me halfway you know you're you're grasping at straws you're trying anything you can to try to get them to engage in working on this with you and you're left walking alone so drop that whole topic don't bring it up anymore and never allow yourself to lose your temper don't yell don't scream don't call them out and label them with all of our favorite labels. You narcissist, you asshole, you monster, you piece of shit. None of that, none of that. Hold it in, (laughs) take a deep breath, and calm yourself down. Be elegant, be classy, be cool. Be in control of yourself. If you lose control of your emotions, and you react emotionally, that gives them the power to point you out as a nut job, a crazy person. Oh my gosh. Look at that. We're going to take a really quick break and come right back. Okay. We're back. So back to the don'ts. Don't be overly enthusiastic about anything in your toxic relationship. They might come in with a pair of diamond earrings and surprise you. Hey, look what I got for you, out of the blue. Or they might suddenly show a bunch of affection after not showing affection for uh, days, weeks, months, years, out of the blue and suddenly you're, you're getting that validation you wanted and your heart just melts and you're like, yay, and you're excited. Don't get excited don't do that, don't show that excitement because it's probably a trick they're probably just trying to butter you up because they need to use you for your talents or your finances or something don't fall for that trap don't be enthusiastic if they talk about the future of your relationship don't be enthusiastic just say, oh that sounds nice, yeah, cool You know, don't, don't get excited. Don't argue when they tell you how they feel. Refuse to argue at all. So if they come in and say, uh, they, they, they like to pick fights. Remember they're addicted to drama. These toxic people, they love drama. It's so fun for them. Um, they get, they get like a a high, their reward centers in their brain just really get blasted when, uh when they engage in drama. And they'll tell you, I hate drama, I don't like to play head games, I don't like... Yes, they do, they love it, that's their thing. So um, don't argue, don't argue. If they come in and they come at you sideways and they're being a little aggressive and they're angry about something you did or they tell you you're stupid or whatever the case, just kind of take a breath, look at them and say, yeah, you may be right, or, oh, thank you for sharing your opinion, or, oh, I'm sorry I did that, I won't do that again. And then walk away. They could be accusing you of something you didn't do, and you might feel like you have to defend yourself. Don't do it. Don't bother. Don't bother. You know the truth, and that's all that matters. And deep down, they probably know the truth, too, but... They're trying to engage you in some drama by pushing your buttons and don't do it. Don't bite the hook. Don't do it. Never argue with the toxic person. Never, never argue with them. Be patient and and learn to listen very carefully to what they're really saying to you. Listen and listen and listen. You want to really pay attention and listen when they talk to you. And you can stay calm and avoid being reactive by asking yourself, why are they telling me this? Are they trying to hook me into an argument? Are they trying to um, flatter me so that I will do something for them? Are they trying to gain some validation that they're better than me by saying this, whatever it is. And then what feeling are they putting across? What what phony emotion are they throwing at you? Or are they throwing authentic anger or rage? Not like narcissistic rage? Is it something like that? And while you're doing that, you're kind of thinking scientifically. You're putting your emotions aside. You're evaluating and assessing why they're saying what they're saying, how they're saying it, what feeling is behind it. What kind of need are they trying to get met? Are they trying to get their drama fixed? Are they trying to um, get their control fix of controlling somebody? Why are they saying that? And then you just simply appear to give in. You appear to say, oh, sure, okay, yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. And then you go on with your life because there's no point in um, arguing. And if you really listen, you'll be able to pinpoint toxic behaviors, gaslighting behaviors, um, trying to hook you into an argument. You'll be able to pinpoint all of that. And you can quietly think in your head, or you can go journal later. Hide that journal so they never find it, by the way. But uh, you can go and process that. And as you look back on your relationship, you'll be able to kind of see areas in which they did those exact same things. And you'll be able to pinpoint in the future when you meet new people, when they are doing those things. And that will be your big warning sign, that, that big flashing neon stop sign that will pop up in your head and say, oh, my God, stop, stop, stop. Do not engage. Get the hell out of here. Um, it, it'll give you kind of a superpower. So really listen, really hear, and really listen to what they're saying and evaluate it never react, but just be really patient and just listen. And, and you always want to back off and keep your mouth shut and walk away when you feel like speaking out. So when you feel like defending yourself, when you feel like telling them just to go to hell because you're sick of it, refrain, do the 180, do 180. What's 180 of flipping out a 180 turn from a massive blow-up is to stay calm and walk away and shut your mouth, right? So take care of you, exercise, sleep, take your supplements, laugh, focus on all the parts of your life that are not in absolute chaos and drama. Focus on all the parts of your life that are not toxic. Be very strong and confident Be classy, be cool, speak softly. And you need to know that if you can do this 180, your smallest consistent action will be noticed far more than any words that you could ever say or write. Actions speak so much louder than words. And actions will be remembered more than your words because... Frankly, toxic people don't hear us, don't listen, and don't give a shit, but they do see us, and they do key into our energy. So your actions are your superpower. Don't ever be openly desperate or needy at all, even when you're hurting, hurting so bad that you can't stand it, and you just need a hug. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get comfort. You're not going to get comfort from the person who's hurting you. It's just not going to happen. And you might see some videos out there on YouTube and other places where um, there's a life coach telling you that the person who hurt you has to be the one to heal you. Bullshit. Bullshit. That is ridiculous. No. 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 You cannot get comfort from the toxic individual who has hurt you and damaged your ability to trust others and yourself. You will not gain comfort. You will not be healed or repaired by the person who destroyed you. It won't happen. So I know that sometimes it's difficult and you're in the same under the same roof as this toxic person and you are breaking inside and desperate for some sort of comfort and healing. And you might be tempted to go and lay in their arms and just cry, but don't do it. That just gives them room to hurt you more. Especially if you're with a toxic person who can literally step over you and go to sleep and sleep like a baby when you're lying on the floor in a fetal position, crying your eyes out. So don't do it. Don't focus on yourself when you communicate with the toxic person. Don't talk about you. Um, honestly, they don't care. Um, they've never showed any interest or wanted to know how your day was or how you grew up or what your dreams are for the future or even what book you're writing right now they don't care they have no interest in you so if you're talking to them if you're if you're finding yourself in a conversation with them don't bother talking about yourself they don't care they don't want to hear it talk to them about them but make sure you're not talking about any issues or anything like that um what do they do at work today how was your day at work okay sounds like you had a good day that's nice be boring and brief about it, but don't don't talk about yourself because they just don't care. Um, don't believe anything that they say to you. The toxic person don't don't take it to heart. Don't personalize it. Don't believe it, and don't believe half of what you see. You know they might they might uh, you know be affectionate towards you after a very long affection drought where you were cut off from all affection don't take that to heart if they walk over and hug you it means jack shit seriously doesn't mean a thing, don't believe it they might speak in absolute negatives and uh, do it in, in really nasty tones try to remember that they are also hurting and afraid They're afraid of being abandoned. And they're hurting because... uh, Deep down they know that they are shit. (laughs) They know that they're an empty void. They know that they... Hurt you. They know... They know that deep, deep down inside... They're nothing. That's how the toxic people truly feel. Deep down inside... They feel like they know they're an imposter. They know that they know that they're hurting people. They they don't care that they're hurting people, but they know that they're a monster. They know deep down that they're just basically a monster. Um, and they do have fears, and they do have anger, and they do have sadness, and it's usually because they've lost control. And um, the ultimate loss of control is to be abandoned. So. They are hurting and they are afraid. Um, try to remember that they know what they're doing. They know they know what they're doing when they're doing you wrong. They know what they're doing. And um, they'll say anything to justify their behavior. Most of the time they deny it. They gaslight you. Um, or they blame you for their behavior. So just don't believe what you hear. Don't believe what you see. It's all, it's all a show. It's all a Broadway production. It's not real. It's, it's a movie. It's like watching a movie. Just detach yourself. Um, don't backslide from your hard-earned changes. Be consistent. If you have worked really hard to. Do the opposite of what you normally do. You're doing this 180 thing. You're setting boundaries. You're working on yourself. Never, never waver. Never bend. Never go backwards. Stay very consistent. Because your change of action and attitude is what truly delivers the message to the toxic person. It's telling them you know what? In spite of all you've done, I'm still strong. I can move on. I don't need you. It's telling them, throw your best punch, baby. You're not going to hurt me anymore. And like I said, your changes in behavior, your actions speak volumes and they are remembered. Your words are meaningless because their words are meaningless. They know that their words are meaningless fluff to manipulate. So they pretty much assume everybody else's words are meaningless as well. And when you express your dissatisfaction with the actions of the toxic person, don't be judgmental, critical. Don't don't, uh, express outrage. Just explain that you don't approve of it because of the pain that has been brought on. That this kind of behavior will cause you, uh, this kind of behavior will cause you to be more attractive and mysterious, (laughs) which is not, not quite what you want. Um, but it also shows that you're not afraid to move on with your life and it will bust their it will burst their little bubble where they believe they can always come back to you in case things don't work out with their many affairs or after they've broken and hurt you you've always given in and let them back in and this time around you're going to show them that that's just not going to happen. You'll say, you know what? I'm tired of you hurting me. I'm tired of you being disloyal and cheating on me with other people. I'm tired of your lies. It's all hurtful. It's very hurtful and damaging to my psyche and my energy and my self-esteem. And I will no longer tolerate that behavior from you or anybody else. And that's it. And they might say, why, you made me cheat on you, you, uh, whatever the hell flies out of their mouth. Just stay calm and cool and say, you know, what's what's done is done, and, and I feel how I feel, and you feel how you feel. And there's no judgment there. It's all valid. That's all you have to say. And they'll suddenly feel more attracted to you because... Where did you get that strength? Where did you get that composure? Huh? But it also shows them that they're not going to get back in because you're done. Now let's talk a little about saying no without offending other people. And this, this article that I pulled, it's by the Goody Feed Team. Um, so a lot of us are, are guilty of saying yes all the time. We're people pleasers. We're codependent. We're um, maybe in a trauma bond with toxic people. And who, who's toxic? Who is toxic? Toxic people take advantage of you. Toxic people minimize you. Toxic people manipulate you into loving and worshiping them. And then they betray you and they lie to you and they devalue and discard you for fun. Toxic people are manipulative, rude, evil, narcissists, neurotic people, whatever you want to label them. However you want to label them, they're just, they're toxic people. And some are very mildly toxic and some are toxic to the max, you know, the mildly toxic people take advantage of you in smaller ways, like having you do things that they could do for themselves because they want to be lazy or they want to go have fun or whatever the reason, but they'll hit you up because they know that you're always, you're the go-to person. You're always available. You're talented. You're smart. You're kind. And you'll put aside whatever you're doing to jump up and help anybody who needs it at any time. You are a doormat and you're tired of being a doormat, right? They know that you're the most beautiful doormat in town and they're just going to come walk all over you. So if you're tired of feeling that way and you would like to have more self-care and if you would like to have healthier boundaries... Let's learn how to say no, different ways to say no. I prefer the no, that's not happening (laughs) method. Um, But, you know, depending on the situation or the person you're saying no to, you may want to alter the way that you say no and have a few different ways of saying it up your sleeve for just those occasions. So saying no is not very difficult. Like right now, say it with me, no, no. Say it again. No. <laughs> See, it's not so bad, right? Just to say the word no. How did you feel when you said the word no? Think about that for a minute. You can say no while you're smiling. You can let the other party know that you mean well and you have no intention to. If it- so basically you're apologizing for your no. Like, oh, I don't mean to be offensive or rude, uh, but I have to say No. You can do that and come across as the super sweet person who just really wanted to do it, but couldn't. Um, you can say no in a redirecting way. Uh, you might not want the person to feel rejected. You don't want it to get awkward, right? So, uh, you change this subject to something else that will interest them after you say no. And, uh, They'll get interested in the conversation and they'll be less offended by you saying no so hey can I borrow can can I borrow your truck? I need to move this weekend oh no uh, I actually have plans and I'm gonna need the truck Hey, did you hear about uh what Johnny did to Susie yesterday? It was so funny he played a prank on her so you just very smoothly say oh no huh because I I you know and then you move into something interesting, funny, um, intellectual, and just engage them in conversation. You can also say no, uh, in an encouraging way. So you could say, uh, Hey, they could ask you, Hey, would you mind, um, writing me a one, a two page article describing the different uses for baking soda? I have to turn it in for my, my class tonight and I don't have time. It's super easy Um, but I don't have time because I have things I have to do. And I know you took this class, so could you do it for me? And you could say, uh, no, I, I really can't. I don't have time for that, you know, but you are a very brilliant person and I've read some of the things you've written. And if it's only like one or two pages, you could whip that out in five minutes. I'm sure you can make the time. You're so good at time management. So yeah, I, I really can't do it this time, but thanks for asking thanks for the compliment. Um, tell them what you will consider. So you wouldn't have to give them a direct no. This is a a different way of saying no. Let them know you'll consider their offer. And if they fail to follow up, cool. (laughs) But if they do follow up, let them know that you can't help them out. So it gives you a little bit of a buffer. Like, um, can you write this paper for me? I don't have time. And then you say, Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to have time or not. When is it due? And they might say it's due Sunday by midnight. And you could say, Oh, um, yeah, I'm not sure. You know what? Let me know. Give me a call on Wednesday and I'll let you know. And they'll say, Oh, okay. So if they don't call you Wednesday, you're off the hook. You don't have to do it. (laughs) They forgot they asked you or they did it themselves. And if they do call you Wednesday, you could say, you know, I I I am so booked this week, the rest of the week, I just don't have time. And tell them, you know, sorry, maybe next time. You don't even have to say you're sorry. I prefer not to apologize for saying no, because you have the right to say no. But, um, you know, some people feel terrible and guilty saying no when they get started, so... Uh, Another example, setting a boundary, saying no. Um, Somebody might ask something of you and you want to say no. So this is the uh, alternative no. You tell them no and you offer an alternative. They might say, hey, are you able to come over and um, help me fix my dishwasher? I know you just fixed yours and I don't know how to do this. And I might say no, I I don't have the time to come help you fix your dishwasher, but you know who's really good at working on dishwashers is TC. You should give him a call. Um, there you go. You've offered an alternative. Um, you could also be super nice and say, Oh, I wish I could say yes, um, but I, I, I just can't because I have an event to attend. I'm so sorry. I wish I could say yes but I can't. So you're being super nice again. Or you can uh, give them a really long explanation of why you said no. And a lot of people, when, when you're first learning to say no, this usually happens. And I, I, I don't recommend it. But sometimes when you're first getting started, you're feeling awkward Um, you might feel a little nauseated and guilty about saying no. So you start giving this long drawn out explanation of why you had to say no as a way to comfort yourself and justify your no and hope to God that they don't hate you for saying no. So, (laughs) um you could explain to them a logical reason behind why you say no and they'll likely accept your justification and probably think awkward <laughs> um, <laughs> but over time you're going to feel more comfortable with saying no and hopefully with um, engaging in the 180 method of things and that 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 umbrellas a lot of different behaviors and actions the 180 you know, You might normally start to feel anxiety when you have to speak in front of a crowd. And you might tell yourself, let's do the 180. Let's do the 180. So instead of fidgeting and letting your jaw stiffen, you take a deep breath, do a body scan. Cause yourself to relax. And you tell yourself, I'm not anxious or nervous. I'm freaking excited to get out there and talk. I'm excited. Because anxiety and excitement feel the same to your brain and your nervous system. They feel the same. So, I hope this was helpful today. If you have any questions or comments, you know where to find me. Thank you for tuning in to your therapy tools. Make great choices. You're worth it. You deserve it. You are a mental health warrior badass. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, and remember, if you're saying yes to everybody else, you're probably saying no to you. So 180, start saying yes to you. Have a great day.